Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast, presented by Coastal Community Credit Union. Who's helping you take care of your financial health? Coastal Community Credit Union is here to help you reach your goals and do great things. Visit cccu.ca for more information. This episode's special guest is from Pemberton Homes Property Management Division. She is the division's new CEO, and our conversation covers the evolution of her career, outlook on government legislation and market pressures as they impact her industry, a unique renter-centric service they've developed, and a whole lot more. Our conversation starts now. Hello, everyone. My name is Claire Flewelling White. I'm the CEO of Pemberton Homes Property Management Division. Uh, we are a property management division here on Vancouver Island. We have five separate offices and service all the way up to Mid Island. Uh, we cover strata, property management, commercial, and uh, residential. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you very much uh, for stopping by. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this announcement and just learn a little bit more about yourself and the organization. Um, but to start off, can you just kind of walk me through how this came about? We connected initially uh, when you were the managing broker of uh, the, the property management side. And now that being the CEO is obviously a big step up. Can you just kind of give me some background as to how that all took place? Uh, sure. I think uh, primarily um, they just didn't want to give me a raise, so they gave me a title. I'm <laughs> 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 just joking. Um, no, it was. I think it was sort of the next natural step. Um, we had joined all of the different services together under one roof. So initially, uh, Strata was separated out into a different office, and Commercial was separated out into a different office, and then. Uh, we brought everything together and it just was sort of the natural next step for me to to basically cover off all of those areas and and be in full control of the entire department. So we were siloed a bit before and now it's it's taking on more responsibility to ensure that, you know, this division of Pemberton Homes is is running as smoothly as possible and as as successful as it possibly can be. So that's kind of how it came about. Awesome. Well, that is very exciting. And was this amalgamation or this this reorg, did it happen over the past couple of years or has it just been slowly kind of happening piece by piece? Or Yeah, it's slowly been happening. Um, you know, we've there's been a lot of changes. I think one of the things that also uh, sort of gave me this, this next step is that when we were working through the pandemic, I actually was in the States when originally the borders got shut down. Um, I was in Palm Springs golfing and the, the, the office called and there was a, there was, a, you know, a measure of, you know, uncomfort and just, just, you know, unrest in the office. And I immediately came back and we kind of got our protocol sorted out right away. And we, we, we got everything organized as quickly as possible. And I think that was part of this. I think that was Mike Holmes just recognizing like, okay, you know, I didn't even have, he was in France at the time there, he didn't, there was no concern. It just got handled. And so I think that was part of that as well. The amalgamation started back in, I want to say 2016. So it's taken some time slowly. Strata was, Strata came on in I think 2017, 18, somewhere in there. And then just from a day-to-day perspective, has anything kind of changed on your end uh, and just in, you're kind of, you're leading a, a bit more people, but have, have you noticed a big change for yourself as, as this transition has taken place? Um, I don't think I have noticed much of a difference. I mean, it's the, other than it's just really nice to, know, to 
for me personally to feel good about the role that I'm in and I've worked really hard to get here. I do believe that as we continue to grow that the the role will change. We are creating more avenues for different um, staff to take on sort of the bits and pieces I was doing so I can focus more on not working in the business, but on the business. So I, I think that is the, this, the, it hasn't really taken effect yet, but I think it will uh, as we continue to grow. Awesome. Um, and then as you're looking forward in the next kind of year or so, and even just in beyond that, is there a kind of a vision that you have in mind uh, for the organization, you know, something like the preeminent, you know, commercial property management division with or company on the island? Do you think about stuff like that? Yeah, I do. I, I really, it's been very interesting. We're seeing a lot of the sort of the smaller companies that have been run, especially in the smaller communities that are running and, and they're starting to get to the point where they don't want to run the small businesses anymore. So we've, uh, we've actually been able to acquire one already and, and we're certainly on the hunt for others. So I think that for me is great because it's, it's portfolios that we can handle and we have, we have enough infrastructure to handle them. So if people are looking to downsize or, or, um, or retire and they want to move their portfolios into a bigger, but not huge company, I'm finding that people are starting to talk to me about that. So I think that's really great. The other thing too, is that I've been in the industry for 20, but 17 years with Pemberton Homes. So what I'm also seeing is that they're starting, they, they know who I am and they know that I'm still very active in it. So they're coming to me and talking to me about that. So that's really exciting for me. And then on the, and then the other thing I really want to do is just continue to, to grow our business, but steadily, not too quickly. Um, I think you can get into trouble with that. So. When you're talking about those acquisitions, do you think that some of it has been driven by the province's rental cap increases where businesses are just kind of like, all right, that's it. You know, does that play anything into it or is it just more of a succession? Um, it's time to, to retire type thing. Certainly in the 17 years that I've been here, the, the amount of changes that we have gone through ha- has been significant. There's been a lot of changes in legislation. I think that's a big part of it it is trickier to be a property manager than it ever has been before. And it is not just collecting rent and dealing with the tenant issues. It, it really is. It's a, I often say when people call me and they say, you know, I really just can't handle this rental anymore. And I said, you're the, the exact reason why I have a job is because it, it takes a lot of time. Some people are getting out of it because they're just, they want to retire. They're ready to move on to something else. Other people are, are pushing over to property managers because it is, it's tricky and you really need to understand the law or you can find yourself in a lot of hot water. And with the changes, you know, simple things like if you ask your tenant to leave because you're going to take possession of the property and then you turn around and re-rent it to somebody else, the tenant can come back to you for 12 months worth of rent. That's significant. And the tenants are also a lot more educated than they've ever been. So the business has changed quite a bit. So I, I think, yes, there's a combination of a few different things. Okay. Awesome. That is, that's yeah, really helpful to get kind of an expert view on that because you see the headlines um, and you kind of guess uh, or infer at some of the frustrations, but it's just just interesting to see the impacts there. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things that's really come around lately, which BC doesn't have and Ontario does is um, vacancy control. And that is essentially saying that a property, uh, say you're a landlord and your tenant moves out and they're paying $800 a month. Well, instead of you being able to rent your property now for $1,200 a month, because that's, let's say that's what market rent is, um, then 
you, the governess, government is saying no, vacancy control says you have to keep it at 800. So that would be devastating and for so many landlords. So they, there's a lot of chatter around that right now, but I do not feel that BC will ever go down that, that road. I think it will continue to have the opportunity to rent our properties for what we want to when people vacate them. Okay. Awesome. No, I appreciate that. Um, I want to jump into a little bit about the the external market. And I guess we did kind of touch on the legislation side, but um, asking you a little bit about, because you do the residential property management, the strata management, that kind of stuff. When you're seeing such low inventory available, are you, I guess, what's been the impact of that? No, we haven't seen a drop off. We've seen a lot of people sell their residential properties that, uh, not commercial, some commercial, but not 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 nearly as many as residential. The biggest impact that we've had that it's had on us is that there's so little inventory that the tenants are really it's really difficult for them. We've been fortunate enough to turn that into a bit of a a side. We have like a relocation division now, which we've never had, and that person works solely for helping people find properties. Tenants, so it's sort of like a buyer's agent for uh, for real estate transaction. So she goes out into the portfolio and goes out into the greater market to try and to try and locate properties for tenants because they just can't do it themselves. It's so it's so cutthroat out there for tenants. The same way it has been for people trying to purchase real estate. So that it has no. I would say business has definitely not dropped off. If anything, it's it's really it's a bit it's a bit wild out there right now. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, you mentioned it just kind of in the in the the lead up to this that there's some different areas that you've branched into, which is short term rentals, hands on maintenance, and purpose builds. I'm wondering if you can just kind of elaborate on on what those are and, and kind of how that's impacting your business. So one of the things that um, has been popular and everybody is fully aware of the whole Airbnb and short term rental furnished situation. We've dabbled in that. Um, several different times. And I've really realized like, I just don't have the skill set for that. And I don't, it, it takes a special person to be able to do that. Um, we had a, a gentleman come to us, uh, gosh, about a year ago and, and said, you know, I worked in this area. I'm interested in getting my license and he has obtained his license and he's going to head up our short-term rental division. So that was great. That was it. You know, somebody who really understands the business, um, knows all the ins and outs of it. So we're going to have that. I think there's some security uh, when you're renting uh, a short-term rental from a firm and knowing that you're, the person you're renting from is also licensed through um, BCFSA. So that's important. They understand the act. They're going to make sure that all the rules are followed. We're heavily insured, all those things. And then with the purpose-built rentals, Prior to, I guess, 2008, we really hadn't seen any on the island at all. I mean, I think there was, it had been like 30 years since somebody built a property just for the sake of putting tenants in it. Now, we've seen that change dramatically, but um, we're still working with different developers. And one of the things I'm very pleased to say is that the product continues to get better and better. So the product that floor plans, what, you know, amenities, what people are offering to the tenant is a lot better than it ever has been. And I think that's because, you know, the way our market is right now, we are not going to be in a position where people are going to be able to afford housing. And I think can be, we're seeing the same thing with our strata division as well. So there's a lot of people that can't afford to buy a single family dwelling. So we need to have a, a really good understanding and, and because so many people are going to be buying condos in order to stay within the Victoria area. They want to get in. 
I did want to ask you too, just about what your expectations are from the market for the rest of the year. Are you expecting kind of the sat, the status quo um, in terms of the, the, the craziness? Um, or <laughs> do you have, do you have any other expectations or kind of things that you expect? I think that it's going to stay like this for a while. I don't see it dropping off. I don't, maybe it's, I mean, certainly the real estate market is cooling a little bit, but we're seeing so many people come to the island. Like there's a massive shortage of everything right now, including people to do jobs. And it's very, very difficult. So I keep tracking everything and I don't see a significant drop off it. Um, and generally during this time of year, we would have 24 to 30 properties available for rent. I think we have six. So it's different. And I just don't know. And, and we're coming into our spring and summer season. I just, I don't see it slowing down. And the students are coming back and universities are opening up and things are changing again. So yeah, it's going to be different. I want to ask you a little bit about your personal background. We're getting kind of towards the tail end here um, and just looking to get a background about how you, you mentioned you've been with Pemberton Homes for 17 years, the industry for 20, but how did that start? Did you come from a real estate family, entrepreneurial family? How did, how did your kind of career develop there? No, I didn't come from an entrepreneur. My, my dad's a police officer. My mom worked in the medical industry. So I, I came from a very civil, my sister's a teacher. Um, but I was always a little bit rogue as a kid. So um, I moved to uh, Calgary. I worked in the food and beverage. I was a bartender <laughs> for years. And one of the guys that I worked with, his mom was a property manager. And then I decided, you know, I can't be a, a bartender forever. So I uh, went to work for her. And that's basically how I got my start in property management. And I worked right in property management right from the get-go. And I really liked it. The way that people perceive it is not what it is. It's a really dynamic and really interesting uh, industry and it's it's there's never a dull moment and every single day is different so it's a really it's been a great career for me okay no that's awesome it's very helpful to hear that I'm wondering too if you can speak to you about how you built your reputation throughout your career obviously you know 20 years in one role you're doing something right you kind of risen to the the top I think of of where you can be for the at least for the time being can you just talk about what maybe what's contributed to that? And have you been intentional in behavior and that way that you treat your clients, your step, your staff, that kind of thing? Um, I grew up in a, with, with a father that was very uh, straight to the point, a, but he was extremely, he was very firm, but he was very fair. And, and that's kind of what I've taken from my, my experience as a kid and, and I've just applied it. And if you just apply those two things, it, it's very easy to do, you know, to be a good boss and to do a good job. You know, you, you, you do things by the book, you do it fairly and firmly and, you know, with, you know, some positive energy around it. And I think that's, that's basically how I've um, grown my career is by doing the, those exact things. And then advice. I don't know if it would be along those same lines, but is there anything that you would pass on to other leaders, people who are in different stages of their career who are looking to kind of be at the top like you are? Yeah, you got to stick to it. I think that's one of the, the most important things is that you have to see it through, even in the really, really difficult times. I remember being a young property manager and like literally crying in the parking lot before going to work because it can be very negative and you have to learn to deal with the negativity and know that it's not you, that people are frustrated because of other people's actions. It's not the actions that you've taken. You're just doing your job. You can't take on everybody else's stuff. 
I think too, always pitching in. So, I mean, if it means that the garbage needs to be taken out or the floor needs to be swiffered in the front lobby, you just do that because that's part of being a leader and you don't, you don't worry about what, what isn't your job. Everything is your job. I think that those are the things that I would say that have helped me along the way and, and, and seeing, th- seeing things through and not, not getting discouraged. And if you really are passionate about something, then just keep going because it does get better and better and better. Okay. Awesome. It's powerful stuff. Um, and the last question I've got for you here, just before we jump into the final four is when you're reflecting on this transition or kind of where you're at now to when you started, is there a, a significant change or one that sticks out just in terms of kind of like your personal evolution as a, as a business person or an, as, an, as a, an individual? I think probably um, when I was able to purchase my first property for my first revenue property for myself, I think that was really when I felt, okay, this is, this is, things are going in the right direction. And then was able to sell that property down the road to leverage it to buy something else. And putting my skill set from what everything I learned in business to use in my own life. I think that would be a pivotal turning point for me. And that was somewhere in 2010, I think. So about, you know, 10, 11 years ago. So that's, that's when I really started to say, okay, I'm going in the right direction. Final four I've got for you. We asked these same four questions to each uh, person that we interview. Um, and so do you have a favorite book? I'm an audio book geek. Um, and I have these, these two dogs of mine that I like to walk in the morning. And so I like to listen to audiobooks because it makes time go by. And uh, I listened to one last year. It was called The Golden Finch. And I think that was a very, it's a well-written book. It's really interesting. Um, so that would be my top, I think that's my top book right now. Best personal advice that you've received? I actually got this advice from someone before I was in, when I was just getting into my property management career, just before. And she said, you should always have a great haircut. And I thought that was really good advice. (laughs) She said, have good hair. And I thought, no, right. I think I'll go with that. So that's that's been pretty good advice. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) That is very great. I have not heard that one before. Um, App or software that you can't live without aside from kind of like the generic Microsoft office email stuff that we're using every day. Yeah, I love my Garmin watch. I, I'm a hiker runner. I cannot live without that. Awesome. Uh, and then last one, favorite restaurant uh, on the island? I have to say that I, I live in Fernwood. I love the Fernwood pub. It is my home pub. It's the best restaurant on the island as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. Sponsored by Coastal Community Credit Union. Who's helping you take care of your financial health? Visit cccu.ca for more information. 